Hello, stargazers. Welcome to 7th House Astrology, where I take any topic that is either astrological or any topic that is related to relationships or romance, or in some cases, a little of both. I investigate it under the lens of Sinistry Astrology, otherwise known as Love or Relationship Astrology. I am your host, Sandra Meisick, and I'm so glad that you guys have joined me for today. So, as of the 20th of April, so yeah, for as of 420, the sun had shifted from the very ambitious and very energetic sign of Aries into the sign of Taurus. So you know what that means. That means it is Taurus season, and this week's episode is going to be investigating you know, the themes that will be coming up when it comes to relationships and how Taurus season will affect that. You know, and of course, we also explore major themes, what we can do about them, and also just some major, you know, energetic highlight points that kind of come about during this time uh, within the, the sign of Taurus. So uh, one thing to really note about Taurus, I do have to say, Stargazers, it is you know, there are always some planets and always um, a couple of signs that can kind of flummox me sometimes, even though I'm far along in my astrological road. There are times where I kind of like to go back to the basics. And with Taurus, uh, Taurus is actually one of those particular signs because a lot of the time I, I feel like it's it's like, it's kind of the same as with uh, Virgo um, and also with Scorpio and uh, with Pisces as well, it's like they kind of get boxed in. And I feel like one of the unfair boxes that Taurus tends to get thrown into is the obsession with money. Um, I know a lot of astrologers, usually um, Joanna Martin Wolfolk, especially, I know that she likes to take a look at the glyphs of each sign and kind of highlight like what we could learn from each sign due to the glyphs. And it, it really, the glyphs are really quite informative and kind of give you quite a bit of a, a pneumatic device in a way too. Um, the one thing that she mentioned about Taurus with the glyph was that the crescent moon on top, so that the bull's horns for, form a crescent moon on the top, which is like a chalice or a cup. And what she mentions is that, you know, the fact that it's on the top of the, the bull's head that forms a little chalice, uh, usually that was always regarded as uh, prosperity, a form of prosperity, form of wealth. So again, with Torians, I feel like they get really lumped in with uh, money and riches and fortunes and nice things, which, you know, they can't, they're master manifestors for sure, uh, which we'll cover, you know, as to why they're considered to be that or why they are. And while they can draw or while they can find ways to bring, you know, more of the monetary goods into their house and also find ways to incorporate luxury items into their homes, I really don't feel like um, that really encompasses the sign entirely. It, it's kind of like boxing Virgo into just being perfectionistic and almost prudish and virgin-like. And it's almost like boxing Scorpio in um, with deviant behavior, obsessed with sexuality. You know, again, uh, with all 12 signs, I believe there's always something more um, than initial archetypes. 
And of course, with Taurus, the whole um, obsession with money and finances and material gain, material resources as well, too, which is also associated with Taurus. I mean, it's not helpful that uh, Taurus also rules the second house, which also basically is about money, how we're going to gain material things, you know, all the aforementioned above. It's also not helpful that Taurus is ruled by the bull and the bull in ancient mythological societies was ruled by prosperity. You know, actually the bull was considered to um, bring prosperity to everybody. Um, I feel like the bull also had a significance not only with the earth and brought a lot of, you know, growth within the earth as well. Hence why a lot of Egyptian gods and goddesses wore horns on their um, their crown, I, I don't want to say their crowns necessarily, but uh, their headdresses. But uh, also, um, even early, I think there were lots of early gods and goddesses who had adorned horns, be, mainly because that was a symbol of fertility. And, um, you know, especially of the land, um, you know, kind of cultivating the land, really. So, I mean, um, that aspect, you know, the whole aspect of fertility, of nurturing, of being earth-centered, those things tend to get ignored with Taurus. And then we just get the, like I said, we get just the the prosperity. You know, it kind of, it kind of um, highlights how Western society really thinks. <laughs> so I actually checked with Heather Ariel on this one, um, you know, to kind of get some good themes and things. It's not that I dislike Joanna Martin Wolfolk. I kind of feel like I reference her a lot. So kind of shaking it up a little bit this week. Um, so with Heather Ariel, the author of The Fundamentals of Astrology Oracle Deck. So really a um, couple of things that she has said about Taurus is that um, she reminds us that from Aries to Taurus, we're actually getting another about face, which I think is actually not very uncommon when it comes to the younger signs and the younger signs being the babies of the Zodiac. And that would be Aries, Taurus, Gemini, and Cancer. So from here on out to Cancer, so um, roughly to late, July, uh, late June, we're going to be seeing about faces with energy. Um, and mainly it's because kind of like with young children, these four signs are really forming their um, their identities in, you know, very simple, I don't want to say simple ways, but um, kind of in extreme ways, far more extreme than further down the zodiacal wheel um, when we get into the teenagers uh, where it's, it feels like some of their identity is formed. They're just kind of expanding on some of the foundations that were built upon by the, the younger signs. But anyway, um, with this about face with Taurus, uh, we are actually moving away from Aries where it's all about, I want to do what I want to do and I'll just do it because I have the ambition right now. I have that fire behind me right now. I have that ambition and also, you know, making those goals to do them right now, to do them as soon as possible we're kind of taking a little bit of a step back from that energy. And I'm kind of, I'm going to be honest with you, Stargazers. I kind of am breathing a, a sigh of relief and it's quite a nice breath of fresh air. This could be my Libra side 
that's really speaking, you know, my stellium in Libra, but with Aries season, I did not appreciate being followed very closely. Uh, bad news was there were a lot of guys who instigated on that and thought that it was really cool, you know, being propelled by that Aries energy, doing what they want whenever they wanted to. That was an unfortunate side of Aries season that I really hope I don't repeat again. Uh, the good news of that situation is I start to learn self-defense, but bad news of that situation is now I'm always constantly on my guard when really no one should be constantly on their guard and no one should have their space uh, monopolized or threatened. It's not cool. Um, but I mean, the the sigh of uh, fresh air, that sigh of relief in tourist season is that we're not so, you know, do what we want to do and do it now. We're kind of slowing down a little bit. Um, you know, with with Taurus, it's all about being grounded. It's all about being practical. It's all about being centered. And according to astrotraits.com, which I actually um, did kind of study uh, way back in 2020, mainly because I wanted to learn from each of the 12 zodiac signs how we can how I can enhance my life, really. From Taurus, one thing that I did learn is that Taurians tend to, you know, kind of speaking of slowing down, Taurians tend to take their time when it comes to decision making. You know, so unlike Aries, where it's like, no thought, no, you know, no decision making process, we're just going to go flat out, you know, full speed ahead, put the gas on. Um, Really with Taurus, it's more along the lines of, well, hold on for one minute. We, we haven't thought about this in this particular contract. We haven't thought about that when it comes to this particular job, or we haven't really thought about these other things and these other factors when it comes to a new hobby or when it comes to different areas in their life. And um, I kind of felt that with the, the decision-making, while it can be very painstaking for other signs to go through, uh, especially signs like Leo, where we can get a little impulsive, we can get a little impatient, or signs like Aries, where they can also get super impatient with that. Um, the nice thing about Taurus is at least they're trying to not only just think about themselves, but if they are married and they have children and they have a family, they're also considering them too. And they're trying to make the best possible decision that can be made. Um, and they also, I also have noticed because my uh, paternal grandmother was in the sign of Taurus. Um, so I definitely had a very personal connection with Taurus, uh, along also along with Scorpio, um, with my other maternal grandmother. But uh, my paternal grandmother um, had actually, I mean, she really, when she took her time in making decisions, as much as they were painstaking, one thing that I can really say when it comes to Taurus is that they really want the best for themselves. And I mean, they really want to be as successful as they possibly can when they make that decision. Or, you know, they really want to be as successful as they possibly can. And they know that sometimes the decision-making process and kind of thinking through things really solidly and really clearly 
um, can really help to avoid past mistakes. It can really um, help to avoid mistakes, period. And because they are an earth sign, they love success. They love avoiding those mistakes as much as they possibly can. They also just love to think through and meditate on things and really move a little more slowly than the rest of us tend to do. But what this means for relationships um, so when it comes to the slow and the steady pace of this, um, before I continue on, I do want to say not my other grandmother. I just caught myself saying that it was my maternal grandmother who was Scorpio, my paternal grandmother who was Taurus. They got along really nicely despite the opposition, but, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a very interesting family dynamic there, but I just want to make that correction before moving on. But anyway, that the slow and steady, how this relates to relationships, well, for those, I always have to, you know, consider for those who like casual dating or those who like casual relationships, unfortunately, this time, kind of like with Pisces, kind of like with Capricorn, the Taurus season is a little tricky when it comes down to, you know, kind of maintaining casual relationships. Uh, one thing, I, it, it is one of those times where you, you're going to have to sit back and you're going to have to reflect again, why do I want the casual relationship? And also, you know, what are qualities and what are traits in a relationship that I secretly crave? Because, you know, even though we're pursuing casual relationships or even though casual relationships and, you know, not being too close is really kind of the goal. Um, there are other things that are being masked in that casual relationship that really um, you do crave. Maybe, you know, you've been dealing with a lot of dishonest people and you'd like somebody who's a little more open, who's a little more honest, or someone who's a little more upfront. Or maybe you want somebody who's a little more dependable because you haven't been finding people who are, um, you know, trustworthy. Uh, maybe a sense of trust, a high sense of trust and a high sense of security is also um, desired as well, too. Whatever um, you are thinking on your wish list, again, I think it would be great to either go back to it or to consult it. If you are new um, to my podcast, um, basically go and like maybe uh, uh, list a couple of traits that you are looking for when it comes to a partner. And see like what you could compromise on. So if, you know, say there is, you know, you are on a casual date or a hot date or just a casual, you're in a casual relationship and say that your partner does the inevitable, which usually happens with very commitment uh, oriented sort of signs such as Taurus, that person's going to roll over and they're probably going to ask, so what do you think about marriage? So what do you think about kids? I want lots of kids. And, you know, instead of having that completely freak you out, you know, you might want to consider, you know, does this person embody some of the archetypes or some of the um, main things on my list or the main qualities on my list that I really can live with? And if so, uh, move forward and see what the relationship brings. I think this is a great time to actually slowly and steadily move forward, see what the relationship brings. 
if it's really not like, you know, this guy's turning into a man child before your very eyes in discussing marriage and discussing all about his needs. And trust me, I, I know exactly, I know exactly how you feel. I've been there in many relationships where it's like the guy starts to talk about marriage. He starts about to, once he starts on kids, he starts turning into the man child right there. And he starts morphing into a man child. So that, you know, one thing that usually tells me is that I would be the one taking care of the kids. And the other thing is not only just the kids, but I'd be taking care of him as well. So, I mean, if you have those sort of signs as well as those sort of impressions, this would also be a good time to maybe cut it loose, maybe take some time in really, uh, you know, evaluating your search. And really, again, you know, Taurus season, it's all about taking your time. So just really navigate very well through the dating scene. Just really, um, you know, just kind of take your time, see what's, see who's out there, see what's, what's going on in, in the world as well. Uh, with committed marriages, again, we're doing an about face from, you know, gee, I want to go to the opera. Gee, I'd like to have sex right now as with Aries season. We're kind of looking at some of those things that are long-term again. So again, we're kind of revisiting themes from Capricorn and also from Pisces season, mainly I would say from Capricorn season, um, being trined Taurus as it is, being another earth sign as Taurus is. The earth signs are all about stability, all about commitment. And uh, with Taurus, uh, the commitment is really making sure that the relationship is also secure. And I would say that when it comes to marriages, reevaluating and reassessing what really makes that relationship tick or what makes your relationship tick and really how to keep those traits going um, into a very successful run of a marriage. So like say that somebody is... Um, in the relationship or in the marriage, um, like I said, the husband is really kind and compassionate and very warm and attentive to your needs. You know, you might want to reward the husband in that regard or kind of applaud him or kind of acknowledge that you appreciate how compassionate he is and really kind of, you know, reward him for that. Um, I would say the same with, you know, a husband to a wife, you know, like say the husband really likes how the wife is very strong. You know, she stands up for herself. She stands up for the, the family unit or stands up for the, the marriage and for the relationship. Again, rewarding her with that. And I mean, not just rewarding each other with sex or not just rewarding each other with a pat on the back and, oh, I still love you, you know, really kind of appreciating those moments and seeing again how those things can really help to make the relationship and the marriage grow and grow. And again, I'm going to use this, this term because again, it's so Torian. Uh, with Taurus, they love the long term. I feel like with Taurus, when it comes to those words uttered with a marriage, until death do you part, I feel like they take those words, they take that phrase to heart because they are very much, um, you know, when they fall in love, they fall in love really hard and their commitment level is really super strong. Um, I mean, so strong that 
I'd actually had Torian boyfriends before and so strong to where they're almost suffocating. Like one guy actually thought it was cool to not only talk to me for two hours, but then call me again after, you know, two seconds and try to talk to me for another two hours and then try to text me the next day and then try to text me, you know, later on that night and so on and so forth. So, I mean, when Taurus thinks about uh, commitment, they're thinking about being close with someone and, you know, really with ma- with uh, relationships right now, it's all about that long term. Um, and, you know, with Taurus too, they're also all about that long term, you know, making sure, you know, that whole, um, you know, Harlequin romance novel of, you know, loving each other until you die or loving each other until, you know, God separates you apart or that divine separates you apart. All those, all these notions that we usually get. Um, that's definitely a Torian motto. And so we're definitely having that within the season when it comes to relationships. I know for those who are having casual relationships, like, oh no, this is a nightmare. But like I said, not to stress, if you just kind of take it slowly, it should be just fine. It should, you, you should, you'll be okay. It, it'll be, it'll be okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, for marriages, you know, how to, set goals and also how to, I don't want to say just set goals, but really how to cultivate the relationship so that it lasts for the long term. And also to, if there are relationship goals, tour season is the perfect time to cultivate. If they're like the long, long term relationship goals, tour season is a great time to hammer those guys out and to work towards them. Um, definitely start working towards them. So, um, this is really, again, great time for that stable, slowing down, that sort of energy coming our way. Um, so how this also translates to friendship groups as well as to working relationships. Well, friendship groups, I wouldn't be surprised for also going back to Taurus's opposition sign, Scorpio, in the regard that we're actually meeting each other one-on-one. And I think with Taurus season, you know, unlike where Scorpio season, where it's like, tell me the truth. Are you an actual great friend? Uh, Taurus season is really more that heart to heart and really kind of um, forming long-term bonds. So um, really making sure that the relationship is stable, but really kind of focusing more on spilling each other's guts to each other. It's not just telling you about your day, not just having fun with each other. It might be leaning more towards getting really intimate with you, um, almost to where it's like, you know, my, my heart's insides are being spilled out onto the coffee table at the cafe we normally meet at, or, or, you know, it, my heart is spilling out into my mimosa as we're, we're meeting for Sunday mimosas at our favorite restaurant. Um, you know, it, I think with friendships, it's going, you know, friendships, um, we're, are going to really find importance in the intimacy of the relationship. And of course, if there's not much of an intimacy, that relationship is not really valued as highly as if there is a closeness to it, or if there's a closeness to the relationship as well. In the working environment, I've already seen the shift and it's, it's still a nice breath of fresh air. Instead of let's go, let's go, let's go, proactivity, proactivity, proactivity. 
Um, it's still very productive, a still very productive time. But again, we're slowing down. We're slowing down on all those goals, all those benchmarks. We're kind of letting last season's lessons kind of settle in. And I kind of feel that even though everyone is still kind of focused on me, um, there's not so much of that personal gain that we're getting from Aries season, you know, and I kind of saw that as well too, you know, where, you know, somebody, I think um, there was one person who was casting a prosperity spell in the workplace, you know, in order to gain more for her, um, much to the detriment of everyone around her during Aries season. I'm kind of seeing with Taurus season, more people may be coming together in the workplace, working together, as well as working together to accomplish and tick off those benchmark and those long-term goals as well. So definitely a really, oh, if you have any, if you have either Taurus in your chart or you have Libra in your chart, it's definitely a big breath of fresh air. It's kind of a, it's a nice, nice time to just kind of sigh if you have any water signs too in your chart as well, including Scorpio, I think this is also a nice time where you can just kind of let your hair down, give a nice like big little sigh, not feel so stressed out and so much in a pressure cooker sort of situation as with Aries season. And like I said, many too about faces. Not that I'm trying to villainize Aries, actually not just the opposite. It's just a very different about face really, which is, it's kind of, it's kind of nice. Other buzzwords that Heather Ariel also mentioned were steadfast, tenacious, persistent. Even though Taurus is slower to make a decision, they're actually, they are individuals when they approach something, when they approach a project. So when, um, so it's kind of unlike their fellow earth sign Capricorn, so like when uh, Capricorns approach a project, they lay out the foundation first, and then they build up from the foundation. When it comes to Taurus, or kind of like uh, Virgo, where with Virgo, they're just, they're kind of available, and they're, you know, they're truly available for everyone around them. They're truly available for the causes that they stand up for. They're just, they kind of set aside their time, they set aside their schedule to make things work. You know, with Taurus, uh, when they encompass a project, it's step by step by step. Kind of like with the bull where, they, you know, bulls can be seen as being very plodding and they take a step at a time. They're not like the ram where they're running through and, you know, rushing through to their next destination. With bulls, they take their time, step by steady step, unless angered in a bullfight. Those bullfights are so sad. I'm sorry. You know, see a, a, a great animal killed like that is, is so sad. But, you know, unless angered, bulls usually take their time moving from one destination to another. And the same with, tor with Taurians. They're just kind of, they kind of move step by step. And usually as they move step by step, they're kind of thinking along the way, okay, what can I build from this step? Or how can I, you know, it's like I'm building, or I'll give one great example, like with Candy Barras from Real Housewives of Atlanta, you know, when she was in escape, already that first step was to make the group escape. And um, while she was in the group, while, while she did make it, she was successful there. It wasn't the end destination for her eventually down the line, she wanted to make a solo album. So again, instead of just 
going for the solo career, the first step was, well, I have to be really good. Secondly, I have to write catchy and memorable tunes. Third, those catchy, memorable tunes have to be kind of prolific or profound in some way, shape, or form. And, you know, should have to have like good chord structure and good musical structure all the way around. But um, as she was in Escape, she actually moved step by plodding step towards that career goal. She then um, actually collaborated with SWV. Uh, from a member um, of SWV for a while in order to make that songwriting dream um, the reality and, you know, to, in order to kind of make it, make it kind of big and also make sure that whatever is big is successful. And um, Escape formed in like 1992 to 1993. By 1998, Candy was producing and actually dropped her solo album. So with Torian's, this is not um, not uncommon with that that step by step process. It might take a couple of years, it might take a couple of months, or it might take, you know, it might take a long time in order to go from point A to point B. But even though it's taking a little while, um, and it's it's unlike um, like the fire signs where they're right, you know, right front and center when it comes to um, accomplishing those goals. Um, Torian's, you know, that while it might take some time, they're still thinking about it. It's still in their thoughts. That project's still in their thoughts and they're still moving towards it. And, you know, again, they want to be successful, you know, successful right on first contact. So I think, you know, when it comes to persistence or the tenacious, steadfast, persistent, um, that that slow, almost plodding nature, they are persistent. They'll keep to their goals. They won't give up um, when it comes to that. And even when there's challenges that are thrown their way, they're stubborn enough to stand their ground. They're stubborn enough to stand firm on what they believe in and not change the course of their path. You know, if you want to anger a Torian, try telling them to change their course. See how well it goes. It doesn't go very well. Um, yeah, they can be rather stubborn, bullheaded sometimes, but you know, for I think a good reason. You know, they don't stay the they they don't veer off the course because their course, they've thought it out for a little while. It's the best course that they can take. I think with the perseverance in relationships, how this all you know, this all translates into relationships is, you know, even though things in relationships may kind of move in that plotting step-by-step manner uh, within the season, which may drive some of you, some of us mad and others of us may love this um, aspect, you know, again, remaining persistent. Um, if you're into casual dating and say you're, you keep finding people who want the long-term relationship and they're turning into man children as they're, they're mentioning this, um, you know, still remain persistent, um, still go out there, still meet new people, um, still, you know, kind of, um, make that list of qualities and don't give up. Um, you know, I think that's, that's the biggest thing about Torian season. Don't give up because you never know. You might, especially with spring, you know, being in full swing, you might meet that person um, or you might meet that person who is very special or you might meet somebody who is close to, you know, if not the absolute epitome, at least close to. Um, again, with marriages, um, Tori, uh, Taurus is big about don't give up on uh, marriages, especially make sure that they go the extra mile. 
And I also think with all relationships, don't, you know, despite the pitfalls, despite the patch of thorns that you might go through, um, stay persistent and, you know, make sure that you're, you're working things out and you're doing everything you can to work all those things out and smooth that path and smooth those rough patches as well. Heather Ariel also mentioned, um, Dorians can manifest any dream into reality. And they're also practically and concrete about it as well, too. Um, I think really when it comes to manifestation, again, I've mentioned that step-by-step procedure. Um, they really, when they want to get something accomplished, they're thinking about it practically. And in a way, they're kind of thinking about like a business plan. You know, it's not like just venturing in. It's kind of like, okay, what are my goals? How much do I want to make out of this particular dream? How much do I expect to make? Are there assets that will accumulate over time? You know, as we mentioned with Diane Keaton and with Meryl Streep, um, or I think especially with Meryl Streep, um, picking roles that will not just bring the paycheck as we're filming, but will bring the paycheck further down the line as more and more people might stream this film or might pay for this particular film. Torians are all, you know, kind of about thinking about those things. And I think, you know, because they're thinking about these things, they're also in action, you know, meaning they kind of move towards that goal. I think that's what kind of makes that instant manifestation process happen. And, you know, really to see it with a Torian, it really is quite magical. I know it doesn't sound very sexy um, with how I'm describing it, but it really is very incredible and very magical when that happens. But how this relates to relationships with the manifesting side of the bull, and also, you know, again, looking at the glyph, that crescent moon on top of the head, that's also um, kind of indicative of not only just the chalice, but also energy flowing in through the crown chakra and really flowing in through the head to make those manifestation and dreams come true. But uh, when it comes down to relationships, I think when it comes to manifesting, if you have particular goals in the relationship, um, really, when it comes down to it, really um, try to make those goals reality. Or when it comes to pursuing a relationship, make that pursuance a reality. Don't just, you know, again, with Taurus, what they disagree with more than anything, you know, they take a long time making decisions. Um, don't just sit on the sidelines and do nothing, you know, don't just dream about your crush and do absolutely nothing to pursue that relationship. Um, really take the steps necessary to pursue the relationship. If you feel like there's a relationship that could, uh, brew between you, if you feel like the chemistry, well, again, as much as I don't like chemistry, if the chemistry is right, if all things seem to feel right to you. Um, you guys can go through a platonic stage. You can get to know each other, everything, uh, you know, pursue it, actively pursue it. Um, things do not come from daydreaming. Um, I can tell you that from experience, but especially in Taurus season, um, things do not just come from dreaming and dreaming alone. Things don't come from the heavens. You do have to pursue it. Um, the same with relationship goals, um, especially with marriages, if you have particular benchmarks or you have particular, I don't want to say benchmarks because that's not very romantic, but if you have particular goals that you'd like to work on with your spouse, like say, you know, hey, we're caring and compassionate of each other, but 
I'd like to see you take a stand, you know, um, really put that into action. Um, really kind of mention that not only to your partner, but also figure out ways together how you guys can put that can implement what you would like into action and like how that can easily work out so that it can also benefit the long-term um, of the, the marriage as well too. For friends and for coworkers, uh, friendship, I think with, when it comes to manifestation, it, again, if there is something that you wish in the relationship or is something that you wish in the friendship, mention it, work towards it. Um, maybe, if you don't want to mention it exactly right to somebody's face, if it's a little too much or you think it's embarrassing, work towards it, you know, bring it forth into the relationship. I think that's true for all relationships. If you feel like, you know, gee, this, this uh, relationship could use more spontaneous romance or gee, you know, this relationship could use more intimacy or, you know, it could use more fill in the blank. Don't just wait for it to happen actually make it happen. Maybe be that person who's far more intimate and engaging those intimate sort of relations. Uh, be that person who's spontaneously romantic. Maybe, you know, go to plan like a, a picnic on the beach or, you know, go to that fancy restaurant down the street um, that you have wanted to take, you, you have wanted your partner to take you to for all this time. Um, you know, again, there is some sort of initiation into our season. It's just, it's not overt as with Aries. It's just a little bit more of maybe you can make this happen and maybe you can make this happen while keeping the relationship and the romance of it alive which I think is that can be very equally romantic as well. And then uh, Heather Ariel, I think I'll go ahead and read the card. Um, she mentioned obviously realistic and practical. Um, both feet are firmly planted on the ground. You know, within the card, uh, Taurus also is seen as being the cornucopia of riches. So again, be tenacious. You have the stamina, stamina to manifest your dreams. But then there's also no bullies allowed. You or someone close to you may be trying to control the situation at large. And I think that kind of leads us to um, some of, you know, that kind of uh, would lead us to some of the shadow sides that we will be covering in just a moment. There are a couple of other things. So we've mentioned the second house. We've mentioned some of the characteristics of Taurus. And, you know, I think the second house, really what comes into fruition during the season is it's not just about money coming in to the relationship. I think it's also really assessing what makes us feel secure and what also makes us feel very comfortable in the relationship and also mentioning those things um, in any relationship that we're endeavoring and we're enc encountering on. Um, you know, we also have the Venus influence of Taurus. And I think that's probably why my Libran stellium is like kicking in uh, for the better. You know, I kind of feel at home a little bit in Taurus season, probably because that shared, you know, Libra is also Venus, uh, uh, actually Venus sign. So a uh, sign ruled by Venus along with Taurus. So, um, like I said, that's probably why I feel very at home or why I feel kind of a little bit of a breath of fresh air going on. But uh, with the Venus influence, there comes the appreciation of the aesthetic. 
And Torians are known to not only buy a couch, but to be a, to buy a couch that is la la lavish. It's lush. It's plush. Um, it's very comfortable. You know, they're known for decorating their house to be the lap of luxury. I know when my paternal grandmother decorated her house, it was always full of flowers. She also had a full garden, even into her late years. She had a full garden in her backyard um, that she would be strong enough again to, you know, bend down and weed. But, um, you know, all the way around, very lush surroundings and uh, really nice, comfortable surroundings at that, too. And also full, I, I thought it was interesting, full of living things. Um which I think is also a part of Taurus, but the appreciation of finer things. I feel like this can be encompassed in relationships in the regard of while we're, you know, seeking and striving towards relationship goals, we can do this and, you know, also rewarding our partners with what they're doing right. You know, we can do this over a glass of nice wine. Um, that is, that it can be purchased at the local wine store. Um, I know, you know, in Denver, Colorado, there is the wine cork, I believe it is, on South Pearl Street that carries a lot of different liqueurs, but also a lot of great wines as well. So maybe picking something up from from a place like the, the wine cork and uh, enjoying. Maybe having a date in a wine bar where you're um, actually enjoying different forms of wine. Um, and it's not just wine. I think also, you know, enjoying, you know, the the fresh blooms of nature at this time, um, bringing your loved one a bouquet of flowers, of their favorite flowers or of roses. You know, also um, making sure that if you are getting intimate, you know, your, your couple, you are getting intimate, um, taking out the satin sheets, taking out the, the lavish throws, um, taking out the lavish pillows as well, too. You know, um, everything that kind of helps you to appreciate an aesthetic. You know, you guys might even have some dates in uh, an art museum where you can appreciate great art. Um, you can appreciate great, you know, music at a concert. I mean, there, there's many different avenues where the appreciation to finer things and the aesthetic can uh, really come into play. Speaking of aesthetic, I would not be surprised if people who are dating are attracted to those who are really aesthetically pleasing at this time. Or if um, many of you are also maybe, I don't want to say many of you, sorry, that sounds condescending. But if, um, you know, for some part of Taurus season, we're all kind of beautifying ourselves for the uh, dating scene or just in general, you know, just because we kind of, we feel the need to. What I also found to be interesting was that pa Pam Gregory also mentioned, you know, uh, an appreciation for the earth. And that's why I said it was very interesting that my paternal grandmother had a lot of plants and flowers and lots of living uh, plants or plant life in her house, um, in her home, um, you know, really with uh, Taurus it's about going back and appreciating Mother Nature um, and really uh, how she cultivates everything as she does. And that's also represented by the early depictions of the bull, 
the bull was also um, responsible for fertilizing the land, making sure that crops grow, and also, you know, really um, making sure that also fertility amongst human beings was very much intact. And that's why there are certain gods and goddesses who adorned horns, especially in the Egyptian pantheon. I can think of Isis. I think there, you know, there are, uh, there were quite a number. There are quite a few. Um, but Isis was definitely one amongst them because she did promote uh, healing as well as childbirth as and fertility. So um, that does make sense. But uh, with fertility and the appreciation of Earth, you know, um, maybe dates might happen, like in the Denver Botanic Gardens, where there's lots of great things growing. Um, also, just really, I think really taking the time to just appreciate spring within our relationships, maybe even incorporating spring into our dating plans, like a picnic, or, you know, just incorporating the element of the earth into our relationships as well. Um, maybe a picnic on the beach, maybe a picnic in the park. I think those are kind of some things where the, the earth can be incorporated as well. Now, um, I'd mentioned all the generals of Taurus. Now comes the shadow side. So we mentioned no bullies allowed. Um, so kind of like most of the fixed signs, Taurians can be a bit, you know, they can bully when they're not getting their way. They can push, they can shove until they do get their way. Um, I would say that especially when it comes to relationships, this might translate to if you're not getting your way, you're going to push, you're going to shove the other person in one way or another in order to get your way. My recommendation is um, really resist that urge. And, you know, like, especially if you're just dating, if you're in uh, a marriage, if you're in any relationship, um, the first inclination is obviously to make that person exactly like you. And, uh, well, I think I, I find this, especially with dating where, um, usually two people are trying to make the other person exactly like them. And because we're still centered on me in the relationship, um, it doesn't work out too well if we're playing Pygmalion in this relationship. So I'd say if things are not going your way, find ways to maybe adapt to that particular situation and see how you can move forward from that adaptation. And I would say the same for marriages, the same for friendships, and the same for working relationships. You know, try to adapt with the change and um, try to move forward from there. Try to see how the relationship moves forward from the adaptation in the relationship. Um, also, Torians are known to be very, I mentioned it beforehand and I'm going to mention it again, they're very known for being stubborn. Um, I think my uh, astrology teacher had mentioned, you know, when she mentioned stubborn, she, it's like she put her hands firmly on the table. Um, it's like, no, you know, kind of like uh, a bowl standing on a, a plastic bag. It's like, no, I'm not going to move. You know, this, this is mine. I'm not going to move. Or, um, you know, a bull standing on something or a bull moving towards something. It's like, this is mine. I'm not going to let this, not going to let this out of my sight. Sometimes with Torians, when you're kind of mentioning alternative paths, they get a little stubborn and they kind of, or just alternative forms of change. Being a fixed sign, they get a little stubborn as well, too. 
within Taurus season, we may be inclined to following, kind of like with the bullies and changing the relationships to meet our needs. Again, with being stubborn, it's just kind of things need to move as I deem that they need to move. Um, no other way will suffice. And again, I always just say with relationships, it's best to, you know, as much as you'd like for things to happen, sometimes it's good to embrace change, adapt to that change, and move accordingly. You just never know when it comes to that particular form of change. It might be uncomfortable at first, but it might be for the best um motions in the relationship might be for your better good, as well as the better good of your partner or of your friend or of your coworker um, when it comes to the different changes. So that's, that's, I think, I think that's the biggest key lesson that I can really impart during uh, Taurus season. So stargazers, I really hope that um, with Taurus season, this was very informative to all your Taurians out there. I'd love to hear your input um, either on my Instagram page um, at sandra.mizek, that is M-I-S-E-K, or um, with my email address, at, um, that is at mizek, M-I-S-E-K, dot sandra at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, if you have any questions or comments, definitely you, you can reach out to me um, those two ways. And also, like I said, for all you Torians out there, if I if you feel like I kind of nailed it for this particular season, uh, please reach out to me. And I, I feel like that's with all, you know, if you um, like, I think that's with any sign. Um, so Stargazers, if you are like an Aries or you're a Leo or a Scorpio and you've listened to those previous uh, episodes of each season, you know, let me know and see if I got it right. And uh, again, you know, uh, definitely hit up uh, one of the two ways to contact me. But otherwise, stargazers, do not be afraid to look up at the stars. Uh, we are actually halfway full when it comes to the moon. Uh, Venus actually is still in the sky. It's really quite a spectacle, quite nice to see. And, uh, you know, like little things with Orion's belt, I still see the rust-colored star that makes Orion one of Orion's hands. It's really cool to just see at night. But uh, I feel like the moon uh, being halfway full is definitely illuminating the, the sky. Um, you know, and looking up at the sky, we're looking up at our, at our origins of astrology. Um, also, we're giving ourselves kind of like a, a nice little mindful pause. So that's always, always nice right there. And above all, stargazers, um, definitely check out my Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash 7th House Astrology. Become a member. But until uh, next week, you know, between now and next week, I do hope that I find you well. And I do hope that I find you in the best of spirits. Above all, stargazers, until then.